0: Life happens on SAFM. Life happens on SAFM. Weekdays 1 to 3 pm. Taking us into the next guest and our next topic, and we're talking about uh, Unsegelelo Solani, who is. Well, who came from the streets of Hillbrow to the glass counters of London, but you didn't come from there, you came from Ibai. <laughs> Yeah. The so look claim <laughs> as my m- m- kaya, please. Yeah, <laughs> so after studying beadwork, uh, design and leather craft, he moved to Johannesburg from Polit- uh, Port Elizabeth with grand visions of opening a business and he had the talent, we can see it because we're looking at uh, some of the samples of his work here, uh, and mountains of faith, but then life happened uh, and he found himself uh, struggling and with no money, then he was left homeless in Hillbrow, uh, although he faced a harsh reality, I mean, he rose from that, and today he's a refined designer and owner of Shagakosa, bow Bowties brand. Welcome to Life Happens at SAFM. But
1: Thank you very much, ma'am. It's a pleasure to be here. i
0: ma'am. It's I'm a part of this month. <laughs>
1: yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay. nice.
0: yeah. So, so, um, You came uh, from Epai, so you already knew exactly what you wanted to do from the time Pumepai coming to to Johannesburg, or it got refined when you got to Johannesburg in terms of what the concept of the business is going to be? I already had a business in PE. Actually,
1: um, I made a sneaker. Okay. And then I posted in Facebook. Then a guy called Olubabalu Culture. He was inspired by the by the snake. He was like, no man, come to Chobek. And then from then on, we took it from there, from Facebook. And then he picked me up and chemist in train station.
0: Wow. So after t- studying design, because I mean, your, your your stuff is very unique. The boy ties are made with uh, leather. Why, why did you decide to, to use this particular fabric or material?
1: Leather is different, it's unique, also it's very strong in terms of equality. And then also there's not a lot of people that are doing leather. Most people are into fabric and other stuff like that. So for me, uh, making leather is quite different to other people. As you know, in business, you have to be unique and different.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is it difficult to work with this material?
1: Yes, it is difficult because most of the time what I do is I make hand stuff yeah. and then when I have time then I do sew some other stuff with machines. But the opportunity is that I can make stuff in a mountain, um, even in a desert, you can put me anywhere as long as like there's equipment, I don't need uh, like machines or electricity to make some of those things.
0: Yeah. Did you always know that you were a creative person?
1: No, not really. Like anyone else growing up, you have those things that you make like cars and um, yeah. stuff like that. But then again, I started being creative when I started doing music and poetry. From then okay. on, I ventured into letter crafting, which I was taught by a friend.
0: Hey, tell us about the music and poetry.
1: No, <laughs> music and poetry is something I was doing when I was young. Uh, make sure it's the first thing that made me come to Chopek. That was 2011 before I came officially. Um, I was doing mm. poetry and also hip-hop, you know, I to love doing poets, okay. poems and stuff.
0: And you stopped now?
1: Yes, I stopped performing them because of situations and also like in terms of music. Music is quite different to what I'm doing now, like fashion, because music, anyone can come to you and say that they are your fans and stuff like that. They like your music, but then again, they don't buy it. It's While a they industry. duplicate it or get it from someone via WhatsApp, unlike in, yeah. in fashion, you can like my bow ties and then you can say you're a fan of my brand, but then you can own a bow tie another day.
0: Yeah. So so take us through the process of when you come with your designs, um, you know, wh- what inspires it? What starts? Where does it begin?
1: Inspiration is everywhere. But for me, when it comes to, to let like the stuff, I can be inspired by um, a biker, someone riding a bike, also by, the, by a butterfly. Wow, um, okay. there's a bow tie that was inspired by a, by a butterfly.
0: This black one here.
1: No, no, not that one. There's a red one in brown. A red one. Okay, so we like are going to post
0: on our social media so people that can one. see what we're talking about. <laughs> this is the thing about radio. We go on talking and we forget people can't see. This is really mm-hmm. gorgeous and it's yeah. the same as uh, similar to the black and I actually like the black and beige one. Maybe it's because it's my colors <laughs> match more of that. <laughs> awesome. awesome. So, and and um, how much does it uh, go for the retail price?
1: The other one is 250, 200, and mm-hmm. also 150. The one with no bead is 150. The ones with the beads is 200, and the other ones is 250.
0: Okay, so okay. if I can just explain to the listeners that uh, the bow ties themselves with the beads, they decorated with the beads on the exterior or the periphery of the actual bow tie. Mm-hmm. Do you stitch the beads? You do the beading also yourself? Yes, I
1: do the beading. I've started beading in Hope Factory and PE. Okay. Yes, and is I started it- fashion angels. in
0: yeah. And where do you source your materials, the beads and the leather? Is it South Africa or locally sourced? Or? Yes, locally sourced. Is that important for you, for your brand?
1: Yes, it is in terms of the prices as well. And then also like um supporting local stuff because I'm also a local yeah. person.
0: Yes. And that's yeah, what we totally. need to do. Keep it uh, proudly South African. Shagakos, tell us about the name. What uh, the name it? is
1: very controversial. Um, I was inspired <laughs> by Ushagazul. Ushagazul is one of my, my leaders, people that I look up to, mm-hmm. because we have a lot of similarities. Also, uh, we were raised out of wedlock. And then also growing up, we were quite rejected. And then also we sort of like have situations with our brothers. Because um, growing up for me was quite different. And it was very, very difficult. Even now, like my father was uh, an was entrepreneur. He like used to buy coins from people, old coins. And then also he used to have shops. But then again, he passed away when I was 12. And then he left some of those oh. things behind, like the coins. I don't even own any one of them. So, um, like, um, I didn't want to become like my father, like, growing up. But then situations happen. I never thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur or someone that was selling stuff like products and stuff mm. like that, you know. But then again, uh, being unemployed, you start coming up with situations and solutions. Mm. So I've learned then, like, from my situations that art and fashion is one of the things that I can do. Because even in high school, I used to rent out a leather jacket. I used to have this leather jacket, a point a leather jacket. I was doing great nine, back then. Um, people used to come to me and rent the jacket out. So like it's one of those things I can say they were in me, but then again, I didn't want to become them.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Nsikelelo Solani, who is uh, owner and designer of Shaka Kosa Bowtie's brand. We'll continue our chat after this. This is Life Happens. SAFM, leading the conversation. Talking to Nzigelelo Solani, designer and owner of Shaka Kosa Bowtie's brand uh, here on uh, SFM 104 to 107. If you've just joined us, we almost done with the show, you'll have to catch the podcast. Of course, you can do that on www.sfm.co.za and go to Life Happens there. Also, iono.fm is where you can get catch our podcasts. So before the, the, the break, uh, we we're talking about how you've you know always been a creative person. Uh, and yet, of course, you're in business now. How do you balance the two? Because when you are creative, you just want to create. And then the business side says, be more serious and make sure your books are in order and all of that. How do you balance?
1: Uh, it's a very difficult journey, uh, especially when you come from a uh, background of being an artist, whereby you deal mostly with creativity. You want to spend most of the time doing the creative side, and then some, somehow you slack on the financial side in terms of accountants and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to be um, motivated, and then also you have to find someone who can mentor you by saying that um, they say there's a difference between an amateur and a professional. Mm. Uh, they say amateurs don't have coaches and then professionals have coaches, so you must have someone that you look up to, mm. even if you read a book, so that some, somehow you can see yourself going further in what you are doing. So. For me personally there are people that usually like um do the business side for me on my behalf even if like in terms of assisting me and ask stuff and questions
0: yeah you did mention that you did uh the shoes and then it's the bow ties now but you also do bags as well would you ever would you go back to doing the shoes and
1: yeah i can always do go back to doing the shoes but then again shoe takes more than making the bow ties because in shoes you have to have a lot of material and then you have to have like sizes but then when it comes to ties I can sell 20 ties. Yeah. but when it comes to shoes you can come and want the shoe but then again that's not a size so I have to go back and redesign the shoe. Yeah. Yeah but then again shoes are quite unique and they are great.
0: Yeah and the bags, uh, do you have man purses there as well? Yes I have <laughs> man
1: purses like uh, also I make wallet, card wallets and then like big wallets as well as ladies purse. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever done markets and are they effective for, for yes, us? Yes, um, I was
1: one of the people that started the market in Maboneng and then I've been to pram i've been to rosebank market uh-huh. i've been to mitre and i've been to like different type of markets even in newtown there's a market there i used to go to do you find them helpful yeah some of them are quite helpful like um it depends on the target market you know like um where there's a lot of few people that um, are financially well then it means like there's gonna be no like sales at all perhaps like two or three sales yeah. whereby i sell to people mostly like for me, I can say that most Europeans buy from me because they want unique stuff and quite different stuff. So like markets like Maboning, that's where I was making a lot of sales and then also in Rosebank. Yeah.
0: So you've moved uh, from, I mean, not moved, but you've expanded to having clientele all the way from London. Tell us about how that came about.
1: Um, that was one of the best things that happened to me. Um. Mm. I was featured on a page called I have a name which where they were like sort of telling my story from living in the streets and stuff. Mm. And then a lady called Samantha Webster who had a a shop in London, an online shop, uh called Kabanga Beads. She was selling beaded stuff and then she saw on the same day that was the the, the post was posted on Facebook mm. and then she called me while she was in London. Then she came back, um, to South Africa and assisted me. Also, she was been, uh, one of the people that have been assisting me in terms of the business-wide, in terms of documenting stuff, how to write um, certain things in business. And then also, like even now, she still uh, assists me.
0: Yeah. Uh, In in your dark times or your lower times where you were left homeless and living in Hillbrow, what about that experience? First of all, how did it get there and how did you, you know, um, you take from that experience in terms of lessons for life? Hey
1: no one really plans to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You find yourself um homeless due to rent and also being unemployed, and then also like in terms of financial situations whereby I don't have enough money to pay rent mm-hmm. and then I started living in shelters from shelters people started stealing from me, and then also i was I was on the streets in Hillbro, whereby it was quite rough um the lessons that I was taught there like um I had to survive because even the people that I was with on the streets they were not like me because I was the only one that was crafting things and then also selling products. So they look up to me and also advised me and then uh, motivated me as well. And then from then on, um, I changed my life in terms of in different ways. And then eventually in different pro like, um, suburbs as well, where I, like I used to go on the streets and then in the robots and selling products.
0: Mm. What are the lessons you learned from that time period of your life? Um, first not to give up Mm. and also
1: to persevere and then one of the best thing was that um, when I was in the streets I looked for something new, something to do. That's when I studied marketing, like studied uh, fashion in Johannesburg, Central Johannesburg College, which has a a campus in Alex. So I registered while I was living in the streets. So the lesson from me there was to continue living regardless of situations, just to keep motivating myself and then also look for something
0: bigger than me. Absolutely. There's an SMS here from Jack in Alberton who says, but... Uh, is Asanda, uh, ma'am to you is respect. Mosin Sikeleolo is respecting you. I don't doubt, Jack, that it was a respectful thing to say, but I'm not ma'am, eh? I'm not, <laughs> I am ma'am, guys. Uh, please call me Asanda. But okay. the respect thing and the humility thing that obviously comes through when we talk to you, yeah, do you think through. that's also part of why you are so successful? And where does it come from?
1: Um, It comes from my background of where I come from, like... Um, doing poetry as well as being a funny guy, you know, when you're in the streets most of the time, you hang around with people that are quite funny. especially if you, you're you broke, mm. you know, and then like, you usually make fun of anything, you can make fun of your situations. You know, I remember one time when I was uh, with this other guy We were sleeping in the streets, we were about to make our beds, so I was like, yo, hey, Prada, it's hard being in the streets because when we go to sleep, we wear clothes rather than taking clothes off, while people are in their houses, they take off their clothes. So we laughed at this thing, you know, it was funny to us because at that time we had to wear clothes because we were on the streets. Mm. So somehow you have to find that that humour within any other surroundings or situations in life.
0: Uh, Some of your poetry around those experiences also.
1: Yes, definitely. I had a poem called um, The Corner, which was talking about the corner, what it's like being in the corner. And then Mm. I had another poem called English which is based on uh, what's going on in English. Like you, you find people are being laughed for English, and then certain people don't laugh at it. We s- only us African people that laugh at each other for not, sp- not speaking English. In terms mm. of we laugh at the way we pronounce it and also the way we write it. But then again, you can never find a person that laughs at Ronaldo, who lives somewhere in Europe for not speaking English, or like mm. presidents from France who can't even speak English. But then again, we as Africans, we laugh at each other. So I had such poems.
0: That's such a a major thing you touch on. And it needs to change, eh? Yeah, only us can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see yourself as a champion for change or an engine for change when it comes to young people? 100%
1: um, an engine for change. Like, um, I've been with people that have inspired. Also, I've been with people that are sort of like a mentor. even now, like these young boys that have friends that I used to like I usually have one-on-ones with them. I advise them on different aspects of life. And then mostly, like, anything that has to do with entrepreneurship or business. Yeah. You can ask me any questions. Like, um, I see or view money in a different way than a normal
0: person does. Yeah, okay. So your website and social media handles, where can people get your designs?
1: Um, you can check me on Facebook or Gazla like Gazette or Shaka Cosa. It's either Instagram or Facebook or Twitter as well. Instagram or Facebook? Yes, all right. Right.
0: as well as tweet. Well, thank you so much, Budin. all the best, eh, with, with everything that you're doing, uh, and thanks for, for making time to come and chat to us. Definitely. And that's how we end our show uh, today on uh, uh, here on SAFM. So coming up uh, from 3 to 6 is the focal point uh, with uh, Bongi Kuala. Thanks to our team, Vanessa Tloba, our producer. Utilesagu on news, on technical, Zalmatribi on digital, Vusi Marole and Mbusi Mhlanga. My name is Asanda Peda. We're back with you tomorrow. Um, And, uh, of course, uh, coming on, uh, as we said, it's the focal point. But earlier on Sakina, uh, well, that was... uh midday, right? At 12, Sakina spoke to UESA housing Secretary Gabelo Macrobongwane. So we get reaction from the South African Democratic Teachers Union Satu on that uh, conversation that started there. With you again tomorrow, do stay with SFM 104 to 107.